beautiful. Welcome to Sell Like a Woman, the podcast, the place to be to learn how to get anything you want, whether it's more money, more customers, or even to get your kiddo to go to bed on time or your spouse to help with the laundry. I'm your host, Kendrick Shope, and welcome to Sell Like a Woman, the podcast. Kendrick Shope Show, everyone. It is Boss Lady Monday, and you know what that means. It means that I have the immense pleasure of bringing a boss lady into your world. And you know, we've actually got some men coming up, so I may have to, to, to change the title of this Ooh. Boss Lady Monday because we've got um, some best-selling authors that are going to join us in July. But today, it is still Boss Lady Monday here on the Kendrick Shope Show, and I am honored to introduce you to those of you who don't know to Miss Kate Boyd. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It is my total pleasure. So Kate, let's just get introductions out of the way. Obviously, I'm a Southern Belle, uh, or maybe not, but Southern at least, and I like people to know who they're talking to. So tell us who you are and what you do. Well, I'm a bit Southern myself. I live in Dallas, Texas, and I grew up around here my whole life. Um, and I own a company called Cobblestone Creative Co. And we focus on human-driven marketing and communication systems. So we really help people take what I have learned in my background in nonprofit marketing, as well as just a lot of study of human communication and technology um, to come together to help people create really personalized communication experiences for their brand, um, but that also turns into a system. So they're not necessarily having to sit there and nurse it all the time, but we're also putting it forward so that it's, um, it focuses on the way that humans naturally communicate with one another and the way that they actually build relationships. And then we put technology around it so that it feels more human, um, versus the automated and that we're always driving people to the places that they want to be in a really authentic way. So one of the reasons that I'm so excited to have you on the show is because, um, you know, there, there's seven steps to selling. So we have prospecting, engagement, um, what's the problem, present the solution, overcome objections, close the sale or deliver the product, over deliver is what I call it, over deliver and um, referrals. Those first two steps, prospecting and engagement, really center on, in my opinion, a human connection. Now, there are ways around that, obviously, and, and around is not the right word, but there right. are ways to, um, to use technology in place of some of that human connection, but it always leaves me feeling a little bit icky, a little bit gross, a little bit detached from our people. Um, in contrast, <laughs> and this is just a reality, y'all, as much as I love our audience, as much as I want to be touchable, that's a word I learned from Gia Duke, but as much as I want to be touchable, you get to a point where it becomes really difficult. Um, and, and it's this balance that really has really plagued my business for the last two years. How do we remain touchable and likable and engaging without killing me? Right. Um, and so this is one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you here today, because I think that this is such an important point for businesses that are growing 
And also for businesses that want to do business in, like you said, that authentic way, that way that, that is natural in the way we communicate. So I'm going to stop talking, but I am all about this topic and I can't wait to soak up as much information from you as possible. So talk to me. You said human driven communication. Was that the word you said? Mm -hmm. So tell me what is human driven communication? So when you look at how people sort of build relationships and we talk online all the time about no like, and trust, right? But we don't always talk about how that looks from a communication aspect. We're just like, it takes time or you have to be in the right places. And all of that is true. But if you have the right content and communication in place, you can build those relationships faster or deeper than before. So I think that's part of it is just knowing, you know, what fits into know, like, and trust so that you can end up with the right um, balance of communication and build relationships with the right people. And some of that even means rejecting the wrong people, right? Or repelling, not rejecting. You don't physically reject them, but with your content being really clear and taking a stand on what you believe in so that other people who are not on board with that will just leave on their own and you don't have to struggle through. Cause we've all had those conversations, right? We get on the phone and we're like, Oh, we just don't, you know, fit. And there are ways that you can do that in your marketing to work some of those kinks out. Now, not a hundred percent, right? There's always going to be stuff like that, but um, there's a lot of ways to build that trust so that by the time you get to your sales conversation, you know, you can be pretty confident that they know who you are um, and that they're pretty sold on you as a person. And you just need to make sure that it's a good fit for either one of you. So it's really just looking at how people communicate. And I think that's kind of a lost art in this uh, social media era, right? We're so used to broadcasting. And I think even in business, that's been the way that we've operated for a long time is broadcast, right? But the technology that we have today, the access that we have today to people, um, actually allows us to be a lot more human. And that's like the second side of this is going, how have you gotten clients before? What does that process look like? And getting real realistic, you know, where are those people coming from? What touch points did you have with that person before they signed on as a client? How did they operate within your emails? Did they open everything? Did they open every other thing? Did they respond to you on Instagram 10 times before they got on the phone with you? Looking at all of that stuff and we can go, okay, so now how can we fit technology and make a process using technology because email is so advanced these days um, that you can say, once they start taking certain behaviors, mm -hmm. we now know how to communicate with them. And it's what we do in life all the time, right? You see people, you know, when your husband comes home and he's like throwing stuff on the ground, you know that he's had a bad day and you're going to communicate with him a little bit differently. You know what's going on. And so it's just using the markers that we already have in our business to then put processes around them that are automated um, mostly, right. We still, there are some things that, you know, can't or shouldn't be automated and that's going to be different for every business. So, um, but once we're able to use technology in the way that we have it today and these amazing systems that we have that we operate in every day, but we're not taking full advantage of, then we can actually start creating that flow that is more automated on our end, but ensures that we're hitting the right people at the right time with the right message. Our power, like, I'm I sorry, that's <laughs> never happened before while I was on live. Like, it's, 
Oh, actually somebody turned it off. No problem. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Um, that explains it. <laughs> that explains it. All right. I thought maybe we were just putting out too much energy together here. Yeah, for the it's course. too much. So, okay. So I want to take it back to something you said. So sure. you talked about the no like, and trust factor. And a lot of people come into sales school and they talk about, you know, I know people need to know, like, and trust me, but you really hit on something that is interesting to me where you said there are ways to do that faster and perhaps deeper, which I'm really mm -hmm. interested in because lots of times faster doesn't mean deeper, right? Faster means right. skimming the surface in a lot of instances. So can you give us an example of something? And I realize it's going to be different for every business and every yeah. brand, but just an example from, from your experience of, of how you go faster and deeper in building this no like and or trust factor. Yeah. So I think a couple of things come into play. One is that dialogue, right? We actually need to communicate with people and give them opportunities to communicate with us. Very few relationships in our life are one-sided, right? And so and how do you do that? So opportunity, I'm going to interrupt you because I really want to get down to brass, brass tacks yeah, yeah. to tangible steps. So opportunities to have a dialogue, which I'm totally, I totally am on board with. So what are ways that people can have a dialogue with the brand? Yeah. I mean, it can be as simple as asking a question at the end of your Facebook post, right? So that people can respond and you actually go back and respond in return. It's asking them to reply on your email newsletter that you send out or giving them a specific question to answer at the end of your blog post or live stream, or even during a live stream, right? Talking to them, asking them questions, having them interact. Those things really can help, uh, push forward the relationship because they feel like you're actually listening to what they have to say. And that's always been helpful, right? I think at our core, we all just want to be known and seen and heard. And if we offer that opportunity, um, even with our business and our brands, that's a key way to speed up, um, a relationship because it is going deeper, right? Yeah. Okay, great. So that's one way. Um, and we call those in, in the sales world, we call those um, calls to action, right? Yeah, Give people totally. something to do um, to keep the, I always say, keep the conversation moving forward. It's really interesting to me. And I wonder what you think about this, Kate, but in sales training, traditional sales trainings, you will hear call to action is buy, 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 buy now, buy now, buy now. I hate that. I despise that because I feel like it, it really tries to dumb down the entire communication process because every action someone takes is a conversation, is, is, a, is a goal to keep the conversation moving forward. And that precedes the buy now discussion. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think we see that too, right? Again, if we look at relationships in real life, yep. um, we can always see that, right? You went on a bunch of dates with someone before you exactly. married them, right? It's the same thing. Um, or before you called someone your best friend, you probably had a bunch of sleepovers and a bunch of phone calls yeah. and all those things. Um, so it's kind of funny and silly that we expect that when we take it online, that it should be easier or less intimate. Um, when really in order for it to be sped up, we need to keep the intimacy involved. And yeah. if we don't do that, we can still have success. It's just going to take longer. And we might get a lot more unfit people than fit people for our particular stuff because we're not taking the time to get to know them and not allowing them to know us in the same way. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, great. So um, anything else? I'll sort of cut you off, but any other ways as far as faster and deeper to make this, this no like, and trust thing go uh, to go faster and deeper? Any other ideas? Dialogue, keeping the conversation moving forward, asking questions. What else? Yeah. So um, one of the frameworks I've developed, I call the content funnel and it assigns content categories to no like and trust. So for example, the no level content is stuff that is searchable, shareable, or engaging because that gets more eyes on your, on your content. Um, you know, it's something that people are looking for. It's in the language that they use, which is super important. Yes. Um, it's shareable. So it's something people want to be associated with and we'll share it so that more people see it or it's engaging. So that it keeps your current people interacting with your content so that they continue to see it more so that you have more exposure and it's a little bit more organic. You can do the same thing with paid, but why not get the organic guys if you can? Um, and then there's the like level content. And this is really just more about you being a human. So it's stuff like, um, you know, coming out with your strong opinions or controversy. And I call this positioning content or helping people know exactly what you're about and the, and your special approach to what you do. Um, it's sharing your human stories or this can even be stories of your clients and things like that. But it's more of just like the human touches, the slice of life, the everyday. And then of course, something that should go into all levels of your content is your personality. So what is different about the way that you approach things? Is there something fun? Are you more academic? Are you playful? Are you a rebel? Like what are those different types of things um, or ways of speaking or things that you interact with every day that you can bring in um, that people will come to like you more? And then of course there's the trust content and this is where you give them trans I call it transformation driven content. So more like your quick wins, your tips for them to understand. But beyond that, we also need to address like the beliefs and the mindset stuff too. So what are the things that essentially, what are those objections, right? What are people thinking about? What keeps them from working with us? What do they need to believe in order to work with us? So giving them tips around that as well. And then social proof. So anything that says like, hey, people know me and they trust me, um, or I've gotten results for people or myself, or I'm associated with people that people respect, those types of things can make a big difference. So that's the trust level. And then of course, we've got our calls to action, our main, you know, promotional posts, whether that's, you know, to connect with me, to join my email list, to sell, um, all of those can be worked in. And so if you sort of scatter those in it and go through in a week's time, you can be walking them through all those phases, right? And, you know, over time, they'll continue, they'll see those things and continue to build that relationship that can then lead to sales down the line. What's interesting is, and I, and I, I really, really like this. I, I hope that the people watching are realizing how genius this is because lots of times people will, will, will say to us, customers will say to us, okay, we know we need to use social media. Um, like that. And, 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 you know, the great thing about social media is in old school selling, it used to be this kind of thing. Hello. Or it used to be knocking on doors. And so yeah. people think I don't want to be on social media. It's the fastest way to reach the most people. And it is so much easier than cold calling. I got to tell y'all, it's so, so much, much easier. easier. <laughs> but with social media, people say all the time, how do I not get lost in the noise? How do I make real connection? And so really what you just essentially, this content funnel that you just shared with us is a way to do that. It's a way to 
um, not just be on social media and in sales, we use this terminology all the time. It's disgusting, but verbally vomit all over people. <laughs> it's a way to actually put some method to what you're doing, right? And so I love that. If y'all missed it, the content funnel is super important. Make sure that you, you write that down because it's genius. I love, I love that. So talk to me about as a brand or business grows, um, I, I don't know. I'm assuming that this becomes more difficult, but maybe it doesn't. So, you know, there are lots of, um, lots of, lots of times when we've had people pitch us to come in and, and run or manage our social media for us. Mm -hmm. And as lovely as that sounds, and they would probably do a much better job of being consistent. I don't want somebody being me on social media. I want to be me. You know, I feel like that's not exactly honest, but there are some, so we don't do that. People get me. They either get all me or all nothing because I'm kind of sporadic depending on how busy we are. So as you grow, are there, the, the challenges to be consistent on social media, I feel like are pretty massive as far as engaging and no comment left behind and, and responding to comments and things like that. Do Number one, is that true or is that just something that I face? <laughs> I think, I mean, yes, right? Like every, the thing that's not scalable, right, is your personal time. So as everything grows, it can be more of a challenge. Um, but what I have done and have found really helpful so that I can sort of like maintain the engaging parts that I really like is what I did is I took my content funnel and I actually sell this too. And I put it, you know, like in a spreadsheet with tabs. And then I came up with say, you know, 20 to 30 posts under each one. Mm -hmm. so I've got a schedule. I wrote it all. It's all me. Um, and I literally handed it off to my VA and it's, a, yep. it's essentially six months worth of content and we can just keep reusing. And then I can go in and actually just chat with people whenever they're engaging on different things and they're getting my expertise because I know how I want to be positioned, right? It's not, I think that's another thing that there's like a misconception too, that you have to endlessly be creating content. Mm -hmm. That's not true. You just no. need the right content. If you have the right content, you can recycle it. And in six months, you know, nobody's going to remember. And if they do, then they're probably not going to be mad, right? <laughs> I've once read or I once heard at a conference, people need to be reminded more than they need to be taught. And that's absolutely so important, right? And so we're actually doing a service by reminding them um, and setting up our content this way. So it's made it really simple for me. You know, I created it one day. I need to go in and make some updates now, but you know, you can keep checking in on it or track, right? How everything is doing and tweak from there. And that way, you know, I spent a, a day writing everything that I needed to write, handed it off. My team manages the actual scheduling and posting of it. Um, I show up on video and Instagram stories and things like that whenever, so that that can be more fun and sporadic and, and, you know, of the moment stuff. And then, um, you know, everything else. And then I just get to interact with people. From That's there. the part I'm asking about the yeah. interaction. So like you and I were chatting before we went live, you've been, you know, um, out of the country, right? You've been yeah. out of the country. And so, and, and I've been kind of offline as well in Tennessee. And so when you come back and you log on and you have 500 comments, that's sure. a lot. I mean, so, so I, I used to be, let me back up. I used to be of the opinion, no comment left behind. If somebody takes the time to comment, you, I need to make sure that I respond. And yeah. that even went like, 
when people would wish me happy birthday, I would personally respond to every comment so much that Facebook would say, we think you're a bot because you're going <laughs> so fast. But, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just looking for, am I missing something? So you log in and there are 500 comments, not likes, not comments yeah, or tags. Is there a way to <laughs> deal with that? There are some applications that will monitor or like bring your, at least your comments into all into like one place. Like now say on Instagram and Facebook, right? You can actually see all your comments in that one inbox. So that kind of makes it a little bit easier. not hopping back and forth. You can actually use your keyboard to respond. Which um, in your, in, in your, in your email my, inbox? In my Facebook page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I go there, there's that little inbox yep. and it has like my messenger inbox, my yep. Instagram and my, like my Facebook notifications. Yep. And so from there I can manage all of those comments, which is, yep. which is helpful, right? It at least brings it into one place and I can use my keyboard instead of yes, go really fast on my, with my thumbs. Um, I mean, then the, there are, I mean, that's mostly it. If you're looking for, you know, just management, I think, um, you know, that one-on-one -on -one is that, or you can come up with certain canned responses. Yeah. Um, you know, if for particular things, I think obviously you won't be able to use canned responses across the board. You never have been able to write in a super authentic way. Um, but in that case, right, you can either, you personally can copy and paste, or you can have someone copy and paste for you those canned responses to different things. Um, or maybe even have, you know, I have a friend who has someone who helps her monitor her Facebook group mm -hmm. and she'll go through and do like little simple things, but she'll flag the really important stuff for my friend who the CEO, right. To actually go through and respond to things that are really important or deeper questions that, you know, a VA or someone couldn't actually respond to, or that you don't have pre-approved content for, um, so that's where it gets kind of sticky and you can kind of decide where you want to draw that line. I think people draw in all sorts of different places. Mm. Um, you know, mine doesn't feel like it's such a burden right now that I can't respond to things, but I know that I know friends that do are challenged with that. And so they use a lot of different, um, you know, people or, or a variety of ways to scale that yeah. for lack of a better word. One of yeah. the ways we used to do it and, and Facebook, it, this doesn't work anymore. Facebook says you still have the ability to do it, but it doesn't work correctly is we had a, um, a folder set up in our, in our customer service and, and all filtered all Facebook messages to that folder. And then I could go in twice a day and respond. And even if there were 500 there, I could bang them out pretty quickly. Right. Um, Facebook took that away. So now we, we have to go to the globe and I kind of get overwhelmed on the globe or on the inbox. Like, but yeah. anyway, okay, well, that's good to know. You know, it's one of those things. So if you were going to leave our audience with one thing, one tangible thing that they need to do today to start, you know, really focusing on human driven content and, and, and doing the right steps to create no like, and trust, where would you tell people to start? So we talked about people who are super busy. Okay, great. Let's go to the other end. People who are just getting started. Where do they start? It's really just by starting, right? Yeah. I think that's what's hard is you can't extrapolate data that you don't have, right? Mm -hmm. That's my job comes in when they are super busy most of the time. And we are now looking at the data that we have in place so that we can create those systems that make sense for them. 
But unless you're actually trying things, unless you're putting yourself out there, unless you're experimenting with the different content that you have, um, unless you're interacting with people or, you know, even testing out free services, right, in order to find the right sort of, for lack of a better word, niche, right, the way that you want to position yourself in the marketplace, the way you want to talk to people, what you want to be known for, um, essentially. So I think that's kind of like the main thing that you need to decide on and can be changed as you go along. But once you have that in place, just keep putting yourself out there to, you know, figure out what's working, what's not, how people are coming to you, what they're responding to, um, and what's building that relationship really well for you. So then you can start creating systems around it, but you can't work from stuff that you don't have. You just have to keep trying. Yeah. One of the things I love about what you bring to the table is using the data. You know, there's so much data available with all of this stuff that it, it can feel a little overwhelming. Um, and so I love that you have this really analytical part of your brain that says, great, well, we can look at all the data and see what people are responding to. So we can create more of that. And, you know, it's one of the things we teach in sales school is the five most frequently opened types of headlines. Mm. And that's data driven, right? Somebody's researched that and it's data driven and, and it's crazy because people will say, we started using these headlines and our email open rates went up. And I'm like, of course you did because it's yeah. data driven. It's analytics driven. It's, it's, it's numbers. And so I love that you bring that to the table. If someone is thinking, you know what, I might be ready for this in my business. Is there, are there for what you do, for analyzing the data, for, you know, helping create systems around, around this content, are there certain milestones they need to have hit? Um, I think so it sort of varies. So I work with people in a few different ways. One is to create this social media content using the content funnel framework. One is to set up email systems and the other is to actually set up, um, to launch their digital products. And so each one of those comes with different milestones. Um, so, you know, say you're kind of getting started or you're too busy to handle creating your social media all the time, or, um, you know, you, or you're struggling even to like build your email list, get everything out there to feel like you're using social media effectively. That would sort of be that first chunk, yep. right? Um, but once you have that and you're starting to get those clients and get those relationships and you're seeing how that all unfolds for you in the digital space or even in your personal space, right? We can take some things from say the way that you interact with people at a networking event in order to, and then, you know, connect that with some digital relationship pieces um, that we can then turn into say email systems, right? Which are, can be more behavior based than say a social media, unless you're doing advertising, um, in which case you can do a little bit more of that behavior based stuff. But, um, you know, with email, we really want to know how people are coming to you, what triggers them to buy, um, or what do all of your current favorite clients have in common with the way that they came to you. Um, and so for that, you need to have had clients, right? You need to have been paid for what you do. You need to have an audience or a way that you're building that audience, that list, so that you can actually test and take advantage of those things. And then when it comes to launching your product, um, most of the time that's just, you need a, an engaged audience and you need to be ready to scale. Um, you don't even have to have a big audience. I know a lot of coaches and you know creatives and professionals who maybe don't have a big audience, but they have a successful business 
they just haven't focused on that because you know how it is when you're selling one-on-one stuff, you don't necessarily, you don't need to go wide, right? You just need to go deep with the right people. And that's kind of the philosophy behind my whole company is that even if you have, you know, I launched my first digital product to a list of 150 people and had a 9% conversion rate because it was small and it was really engaged, right? And so it's just a matter of making sure that you've got the, so you've got an audience, they're responding, they're engaging, they love you. They just need an accessible way to work with you. Um, And you are ready to develop that into a product or service that's a little bit more scalable. And in that case, we come in with that end. Now, somebody who might want the whole system, they're sort of in that place of just feeling overwhelmed with all the marketing or they hated the marketing from the beginning and don't want to, (laughs) or just not really even wanting to do it anymore now that they don't have to. Um, If they could hand that off, then they're more than happy to offload that. Um, you know, and still have things that are working for them. They know that then they'll be updated. They'll keep their social channels fresh and their email will be nurtured. Um, you know, and they'll be able to then scale their time and find a little bit more freedom by handing off the stuff that they didn't actually like to do more of what they love. That's fantastic. So if people want to contact you, whoops, what's the best way to contact you? Um, you can head over to my website, cobblestonecreativeco.com, or you can email me there. There's some links and everything headed over there. Um, and then I hang out on Instagram a lot, so you can come chat with me there too. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. And um, look, we talk about this all the time, y'all. We talk about creating engagement, prospecting and engagement. Kate's got a system here to help you do that. Check her out, cobblestonecreative.co. Yes, that'll get you there or cobblestonecreativeco.com. Cobblestonecreativeco.com. I said it wrong. Sorry about that. I believe in you and I believe in your ability to stand out on social media, to stand out with email marketing and your ability to engage with people so that they are raving fans. I believe in you and I believe in your business. See y'all next week.